The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, baby, you just got me going solo tonight. Well, we got some guests coming in on this show tonight. We got a whole lot to talk about in the world of sports. Michael Vick says he want one more year, baby. Give him one more year. Michael Vick says he just need one more year. In the meantime, his brother Mark is getting arrested for assaulting a police officer. Come on, man. And oh, my goodness. Vince Young is in the news again. Being sued by a woman who went on a, on a road trip. Doesn't say who all went on the road trip, but she was in a car with Vince Young. And she says that Vince got so drunk that he was pulling her hair. And she won 250 grand. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. She, he pulled her hair and she won 250 grand. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't invade nobody's privacy. Don't invade people's space. Don't touch me, especially if I don't want to be touched. Don't pull my hair if I don't want my... I don't want you to touch me. I definitely don't want you to pull my hair. And, and you know, and some men, we I've seen some men, they can get so belligerent sometimes when they drunk that women be like, don't touch me. But is it worth 250 Gs? Oh, my God. Hey, guys, we got one of my former teammates on the line, a great player in his time at the University of Miami, Andre Brown. Andre Brown living in Chicago, Illinois. Dre, what's going on, baby? Hey, D, I'm all good, fam. How you doing? Hey, man, loving life. Every second of this life I got, I try to squeeze a little bit more love out of it. You feel me? Yes, sir. I'm yeah. the same way, man. I'm uh, I'm up here in this cold in Chicago, man. But you know, I uh, I'm having a good time at it, man. I found me a new pastime, love, which is golf, as you know now. And uh, I'm at it, man. I'm at it. Well, um, Dre, I can't wait. I can't wait to um, the, the, the pull, the pull my Two clubs weeks. out, man. You know. Two weeks. Yeah, I, I hit a pretty mean three, uh, three uh, uh, hybrid three. I'm telling you, my driver's been kind of. Kind of shaky lately, you know, but um, but I, I I'd rather hit my three sometimes than hit my driver. I hit it straighter and sometimes almost as long. I hear I work yeah. on all of them, man. I'm, I'm working on it all, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is, and that's the key, too, man. You got to be able to use every club in your bag, you know. Right, and keep me going back. I I got so many clubs in my bag, they told me I couldn't play in the day on because I got too many clubs. <laughs> you know, I be watching you know, off TV. I be watching TV. If it sounds like it's true, I'm bad. 
<laughs> well, Trey, you know you can only have 14 clubs in your bag now. Hey, I got more than that in my bag right now. I got uh, that XE1, <laughs> 65, and XE1. I got about six. I got six wedges <laughs> in my bag right now. I got a chipper. Uh, I got, I mean, look, I got three hybrids plus all my irons and my uh, woods. I got too many, but I got too many in there right now. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to learn. Well, well, well Trey, man, uh, you know, really, you you can't play with all of those clubs in one round. You know, one of the best I, rounds I ever played, I'm in a golf club called the Eagles where I live at, and it's a lot of retired guys, and uh, and they've taught me a lot about golf since I've been playing in this club. And I've only been in the club for two, um, not even two years, going on my second year now. But um, we we have a tournament. It's like a real fun tournament. You can only take five clubs. I've hit one okay. of my best scores when I hit when I when I picked out those five clubs to take in that tournament. I really did. Really? I mean, it, it was crazy. I think I had a nine. I had a a, a sand wedge, a nine, uh, maybe a seven, uh, three, and a and a driver. Those were my five. No, no, I take one because one of them had to be a putter. It was either I take right. I, I might have been my seven and one of the seven. I think I. Uh, Dropped that seven and added a putter in there. So I had two, a, a three, a driver, a putter, uh, a sand wedge, and maybe a nine is what I had. So that's what I used, well, man. I hit one of my best scores ever. Yeah, I believe that, but I'm just trying to figure out which one is the best one for me right now. I'm still, I'm still new, so you know, I'm trying to all trying to find that one that I can really work. You well, Dre, you know, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this kind of stuff when we see each other down at the reunion yes, in a couple of weeks. And how you yes, feel sir. about the University of Miami and, um, and, and, the, and the things that are going, doing, going on down at the University. Um, you know, uh, Coach Mark well, Rick, uh, one of my former teammates, I played with him one year. He was a senior when I was a freshman at the University of Miami. And um, he sort of cleaned house um, down there as far as coaches are concerned. He got rid of everybody and brought in I an see. entire new staff. Uh, I, I love the fact that he brought in Mike Rump, a former player at University right. of Miami. Uh, I think that was a good move. And Mike has done a wonderful job in South Florida as a head football coach. So I think that was a good I, move with recruiting and everything I think else. It was a good, I think it was a good move, too. I was a little disappointed he got rid of Kehoe. You know, yeah. hard. But, you know, I guess time came, you know, time to make a change. But I'm looking forward to seeing uh, – you know, us coming back to, like, you know, the old days, like we used to, and where we belong, you know. I was really pulling for Butch Davis to take that position as well. But, you know, we got another one our own in there, so I'm going to support him to the fullest. That's why I'm coming down, you know, to continue that. And I'm hoping, man, you know, since I'm here in Chicago, I don't get to see a whole lot what's going on. I'm just hoping, you know, things turn around, like, today. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We all we all want to see the quick turnaround, and I, and I think yeah. I think at at one point we all have to um, show a little patience too, Andre, because you know this is not going to be a um, you know I, I don't think it's going to happen overnight. You know what I mean? No. And to say that we we all want it to to be a microwave situation where he comes in and and before you know it, uh, the University of Miami is is in the Orange Bowl. You know, that'd yeah. be a perfect scenario. But at the same time, I, I think some of us would um would would probably um, um take a Peach Bowl win. You know, and we'd be happy to beat Penn State in the Peach Bowl, to be honest with you. 
You know, yeah, I just want to win this season. I want us to look respectable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know exactly to, what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, just so. as long as we look respectable and look like we're making progress, you know, of course, you want, you know, we know that you know, it's not going to happen overnight, but as long as it looks like we're on the right track and like we're about to make that stride, like we're turning the corner, that's all we want. Yeah, exactly. I accept that. Yeah, and, and, and you're right. We can accept that. We'd be happy with that, Drake. You know, uh, so uh, we, we, we see the, uh, the athletes are there. And how do we see the athletes there? Every year in the NFL draft, they're, they're taken in the first round. You know, I can't remember last time UM didn't have a first round player taken. Uh, last year we had two. And, um, yeah. you know, when you look at that, in the season that we put together, but with two, two first round picks, ah, just doesn't just doesn't calculate. So we know the players are there, and and we know that uh, that Art is not walk and not Art, but um, Mark Rick is not walking into a situation where the cupboard is bare or he has to rebuild or no, this is UM. The athletes right. are there, and any that he want in America, he can go out and tell them, "Hey, look at the draft on, or look at the look at your TV on Sunday during football season, and that's where you're gonna be if you do the right thing." You know, because I don't think it's too many guys that came through University of Miami um, didn't have an opportunity to at least try out for an NFL team or play in an NFL game or be on some type of NFL roster. So, that's um, true. yeah. That's so true. Yeah, so it's a lot of things going on in um down here, man, and, and the buzz is real hot, you know. Everybody you talk to, they they making a big conversation about Mark and uh his discipline and um you know how he's really working these kids and you know and he, he was I just read a co- article a couple of days ago that he was talking about, you know, these these receivers that we have on this team haven't shown him nothing. He said that the DBs are faster than the receivers. Really? Right? Yeah. He said the DBs are faster than the receivers. That's sad. That's saying that's a lot. You know? Yeah, that's sad. Right. That ain't, that ain't good. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, um, that, that, that you're right, especially when you play with guys <laughs> like Brett Perriman and and uh, and Brian Blades and you and Michael Irvin. Man, it was a lot of competition out there all the time. All you know? day, every day. Yeah, and I don't think Brian Blades ever beat. I don't think Benny Blades ever beat his bro, his brother Brian Blades in a in a foot race. No, Brian was faster than Benny in the hundred and stuff like that. But Benny would get him in that quarter. Yeah, oh, Benny was a quarter horse. Yeah, come on. <laughs> You're yeah. right. Yeah, it, I don't think nobody on the team could beat Benny in a four hundred. But no, he was a four hundred. Yeah, <laughs> he was a champ. Good thing we didn't run 400 in, in, in football. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we've yeah. had Benny on the show, too. We're still trying to get Brian, but we've had Benny on the show a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and guys, let's, we welcome Andre Brown to our show. Andre Brown, University of Miami, wide receiver. Uh, undrafted in 1989, but he signed with the Miami Dolphins. And um, Andre's had some, hey, he collected some checks at the, in, the, in, the, in the league. Just like a lot yeah. of guys have at the University of Miami, and, uh, and that's a, you know, that's a, um, I mean, that's a trophy within a trophy within a trophy. You understand what I'm saying? There ain't too many people can say that in the world that they uh, collected some checks from the NFL. 
But I played Kitty Madera too. I played. I, had I know. You couldn't have played. You, you had to play to collect them checks. I know. I'm just I had a record that I had the touchdown record with them about 12 years, man. But most touchdowns for a rookie. And I was like third on the list for uh, yardage per catch. So I played. So I got oh, hurt. Look at that. You know, Five touchdowns with the Miami Dolphins, baby. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all good. We, it's all good. Yeah, 1989, 1990. You yes, was there. Yeah, yeah. But Dre, um, you know, when you when you look at games today, and um, you go when you think about when you played and and these guys that are playing today, is it the same or is it? How much has the game changed? Hey, this game is soft now. They making this game so soft, it don't make no sense. You know, when we played, it was contact from the line of scrimmage all the way down the field pretty much. They had their hands on you, they checking you. They can't even touch you now. And these guys still can't get off the line. I'm like, y'all chumps. Guys, they, the game is soft. You can't hit nobody. You know, I would tell people about when I was playing, man, we used to play, uh, we played the Eagles, man, how Andre Waters and, uh, Used to sneak people, man, how dirty he was in playing, you know, but everybody was hitting then. Ain't no hitting. Can't lay nobody out. You can't stand on nobody. We lost Dre, but um hopefully we're gonna get him back. Hey Matt, as soon as he comes back, you let us know. Because we wanna we wanna finish this conversation. Andre Brown, University of Miami, wide receiver, uh, undrafted, but played for the Miami Dolphins in nineteen eighty nine and nineteen ninety. Andre had five touchdowns with the Dolphins and um uh, 23, 27 receptions in 1989. Hey, but um, guys, it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports, and you know, I, I'm so sad that we lost Andre. But earlier, we were talking about Michael Vick says he wants to come back for another year, and um, and his brother Marcus Vick is already arrested for assaulting a police officer. All right, Dre, welcome back. Sorry we lost Thank you. Thank you, man. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's no problem. Thanks. Well, thanks for coming back. Yeah, and, yeah and, man, but the game is soft. Bottom it is. Line, to me. To me. I, you don't I, agree? I, I would agree totally. I mean, um, <laughs> when you think about some of the games that we played in and some of the people that we played against on defense, and I'm talking about uh, back in the day when Bosworth was, yeah. was with uh, Oklahoma and uh, Bill yeah, Romanowski but- was with um, Boston College. You know, those are some nasty dudes, man. I mean, I'm on, water. On. remember seeing that water in Arkansas? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm saying, you know, those guys, man, I'm, these, these are physical guys, man. And don't even think about the guys on our team that you had to go up. Can you imagine oh. blocking Winston Moss all the time? Oh, no. Danny yeah, Stubbs all uh, the time? Jerome. Oh, uh, Jerome. Jerome Brown. Jimmy, Jimmy, oh, Jimmy, oh. Jimmy Jones, Derwin, yeah. oh, man. Uh, Greg yeah. Marks, Bill Hawkins, yeah, man. Uh, Rod so, Carter. Yeah, and the list goes, oh, Benny Blades. Field. Yeah, so the list goes on and on, man. And, um, yeah. and I tell you, Cortez. that's why we know that Mark is going to have a good time in Miami, and he's coming home, too. You know, Mark Rick, he's from Boca Raton, Florida. Oh, okay. I knew he's a Florida guy. Yeah, yeah. So he got Steph- support. He gonna have the support of the state, or the you know, the South. Yeah, he he's gonna have the ultimate support. Um, 
I, I tell you, he has my support. I'm behind him 100%. And Thanks. I really think, um, I think we guys, we're in store for, for a big surprise, man. And I mean a good one. I think it's not, and, it, and it's not going to be a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone because we know what hard work will bring. And we know right. that all we got to do is, is, is put in the work. And uh, I don't think these guys have ever had to work. You know, um, my first year at co- in college, man, Coach Nellenberger had us doing three of days, man. I mean, it was crazy. You know, the first national championship we won, we, we had three of days. That was unbelievable. Dude, I, almost, I almost wanted to quit the first practice <laughs> I had when I got down there. I was like, I don't think I want to do this. My mom was still there. I ain't laugh. I was like, I think I want to go back home. Yeah, you man. Know how coach, you know how Coach Stevens was? He'll get Ooh. mad and start the whole practice over. Get on the line. Gas. Uh, but it made us who we are today, man. Exactly. Exactly. So my friends right. asked me why I still work out like I do. I said, because ta- I was taught that way. I don't know no other way. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything I do, I'm trying to be good. I feel you, man. Uh, that's exactly, and um, and that work ethic that they instilled in us down there at University of Miami, um, and from before we were there, because the guys that were there when we got there, they showed us how to work. You know what right. I mean? Somebody had to show them, and it was some guys yep. that were there before us. So when we left yeah. there, them guys that came after us, we had to show them how to work. You know, and but yep. some kind of way in between time and in. in in the meantime, in the tween time, something went wrong. I don't know what, because I think Butch was still on that work, work, work when he left. When he Randy and, and came I, along. Randy well, came along. Well, I think, you know, Coach Coker, he lost his job, you know, before yeah. Randy. You know, and I but think Randy. somewhere in the line that some things went wrong. And, um, but I, I really think that the work ethic is back. It's coming back. And uh, and we're gonna bring it back because uh, Mark Rick is, uh, um, you know, what he's done in Georgia. You know, he, he he's had to battle in one of the toughest conferences in the league. And I think his his body of work in Georgia, what he did at FSU, and um, yeah, it speaks for itself. True that. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm super excited. So I'm just waiting. I'm, I can't wait to see how we look it for my own. You know, when I get down there for the spring game, you know, that way I can evaluate for myself what to expect, you know. Right, right. Hey, Dre, we got to take a quick commercial break. But, hey, I want you to hold through the break, and we'll be back in a few minutes, guys, and we want a couple of minutes right after these commercials. And we'll have more talk about the University of Miami and what's going on in South Florida, what's going on in Chicago with Andre. We'll be back, guys. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We've got spring fishing fever, and this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, the boys will set out to stretch a line. And tagging along will be the Canadian sensation, J.P. DeRose, from J.P. DeRose Breaking Boundaries on WFN. Our very own catfish expert, Cat Daddy, Major League Fishing and Bass Elite Pro, Mike McClellan. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Guys, we got Andre, Andre Brown from the University of Miami and the Miami Dolphins. Dre, what's going on with you? I hear you into this uh, CrossFit now. What's going on with that? Oh man, I love it. That's my that's my workout to keep me uh, competitive. You know, I like to lift, but it get kind of boring just going to the gym doing a set. So CrossFit keeps me excited about working out, and it keeps me in a great shape. It's uh, wow. something I really like. Wow, man, that's that's great, man. That is that is really man. You about to motivate me to start working out a little bit more. Get in some of this competition. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Tim Sims motivated me to ride my bike a whole lot more. And, uh, man, you're about to make me think about something here. Yeah, Tim riding that bike, man. Tim got about $15,000 in bikes, two bikes. I know. Wow. That's something, (laughs) isn't it? I I feel kind of bad because my bike cost me $200 from a a used bike store, you know? I got Tim yeah. involved in motorcycles. He rode a motorcycle, and he got that. <laughs> he got a bicycle and put the motorcycle down. <laughs> oh, hey, well, Dre, man, thanks for coming on the show. We're not going to keep you. I know you got a family. I know you got things to do, and it's about time for them kids to get ready for bed. Hey, I yeah, really I appreciate you coming son. on the show. And, hey, you got you want to give a shout-out to anybody while we're here? I just, want, I just want to give a shout-out to all the University of Miami fans. Keep your heads up. We're on our way back up. And, man, I just want to thank everybody. Tell everybody to keep listening to your show. And uh, God bless. Hey, thanks, Dre. We appreciate that, man. A whole lot. A whole, whole lot. Really, really appreciate it, Andre. Yeah, no doubt. And I'll see you, man, like I said, two weeks. And don't forget to bring your clubs. I'll be down there April 15th. I'll be down there April 14th. And I will be. And I will have my clubs with me. Yeah, yep. Calhoun said he's bringing his. Daryl bringing his. I'd be there on the 14th. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, Daryl Fullerton came on the show and talked about how he was going to just, you know, put it on me with with, my, with his clubs. So I know I oh, want really? a piece of him. Yeah. Matter of well, fact, I, I, need, I, I might even organize a tea time for us down there. Yeah. I'm going to call Red real soon. All right. Do that. I will. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, this, man, I look forward to seeing you, bro. All right, Dre. Much love, brother. All right, man. Peace. Thanks a lot, man. Y'all take care. Bye. Hey, guys. That was Andre Brown, University of Miami. Great. Played with Michael Irvin, Brett Perriman, Brian Blades. Man, can you imagine all of them guys on the field at one time trying to catch one football? And wow. And he played with quarterbacks, the likes of um, Bernie Kozar, um, um, Vinny Testaverde, uh, Steve Walsh. You know, so he had, he had some, some professionals throwing the ball to him. And we all know that Bernie Kozar would have won the Heisman Trophy if, 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 if Doug Flutie hadn't thrown that Hail Mary pass, Bernie Kozar would have won the Heisman Trophy. Instead, we have to deal with um with um, Vinny Tessaverde being our Heisman Trophy winner. But, um, guy, ladies and gentlemen, some of the things that are going on in the world of sports, we talked about Vince Young and his, his drunken stupor where this woman says he pulled her hair and she's filing assault charges. She filed assault charges for something that happened in 2014. Well... The super goalie for the uh, Olympic team and uh, the Women's World Cup, not goalie, but a midfielder, Abby Wombat, um, has been arrested for DUI. And wow, she was pulled over in Portland. And, you know, um, she's, she's, she's very apologetic. And she apologized on, on all the social medias to her fans and her family. And, um, you know, and she really uh, honed up to it right away. I mean, it's unbelievable to, to see someone say she's sorry and this will never happen again and she'll ne- she'll make sure that she does everything that nothing like this will ever happen again. I mean, it was it was it, it's really good and in this day and age to see people stand up for something that they did. Well, um on the other hand, Let's talk a little bit about um, Troy Smith. Uh, Troy Smith, uh, Heisman Trophy winner, Ohio State quarterback, busted DUI, and <laughs> this is—it's almost—it's—it's it's funny. It really is funny, but it's not funny because he was drunk driving without a doubt. When you look at the video, it's obvious that he was drunk and or, or, or under the influence of something. I can't say what he was under the influence of, but when the police officer walked up to the to the door to the opposite side of where he was, he he says to the officer, he says, "I'm an officer," and the uh, this, the guy says, "You're an officer." He said, "No, hey, hello, officer." I'm like, "What, man? He already just bringing attention to something that he shouldn't be." The police officer asked Troy, "Could he?" Uh, says ABCs starting at the letter C. <laughs> he says, he, well, he couldn't do it. Let's just say that. They were, it's, not, it's not even a laughing matter because he couldn't do it. And the officer asked him, before he asked him, could he say his ABCs from C to Z, did he, what, what, what um, grade did he finish? What was the highest level of education that he finished? Maybe they asked him that question so they'll know if um, your literacy is high enough to say your ABCs. But, um, Troy tells a police officer that he graduated with a bachelor's and bachelor from the <laughs> This is not funny. It's kind of funny, but it's really not funny. How could you graduate? A bachelor's and bachelor is what Troy told a man. Well, um, 
it's 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 really really sad to see um, that this this happens to somebody that we hold a real high regard to because all Heisman Trophy winners are are held at a at a pretty pretty high standard and um and 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 to be honest with you um I'm I'm really surprised that something like this happened to him um I I, I am because I would I would hope that he would uh, put himself in a better better position than this um uh, on top of uh, all of that they also found um some some cannabis in the car so um I don't know. I think Troy needs to, he got some things he got to work on there. And finding a designated driver is definitely should be at the top of the list um, for him. Uh, another person that's in the news and uh, always has been in the news for a while now is um, Delman Young. And uh, he's a, a baseball player, MLB. Well, it was, in February of last year, he got charged with um, beating up a valet driver. Well, guess what? They had the court, and the valet driver did not show up to court. So guess what that means? Um, Delman Young, he's paid this dude off, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him, man. man if if, if 100000 or 50000 to get you, uh, make this go away, and you make what? 60 million in two years or 30 million a year. Hey, make it go away. Hey, guys, we got Michael Jackson on the line. Coach Michael Jackson, what's going on, Mike? Hey, how you doing, Coach? Glad you invited me to the call. Hey, man, welcome to the Sports Info UM show on the Voice of America radio. And, um, Mike, it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. Uh, Villanova is taking on North Carolina in the NCAA basketball tournament. Uh, who you, who you leaning towards? Well, I I haven't looked at the tournament very much, but I did catch the North Carolina Syracuse game, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with North Carolina on this one. They played a really tough Syracuse team that they got up on, and Syracuse gave them all they had to get back. So I like what Coach Williams is doing out there in, in North Carolina. I like Tar Heels. Okay, and uh, Mike, now are you aware that um, the Tar Heels? are being investigated? Yes, sir. In fact, I read some literature some time ago with regards to low academic standards and some excessive, I'm going to put it professionally, some excessive tutoring, things of that nature. Yeah. Now, you know, it's hard to blame a university for um, for, for tutoring, a, tutoring a student too much. But when you start... Um, Encouraging them to take classes that are really not geared towards your degree or basically just geared towards you staying eligible. That's those old practices that we used to have back in the old days, probably way before your time, Mike, back in the 70s, where guys would go to school for four years and they only have credits in basket weaving and bowling and stuff like that. Only things that kept you eligible, they never helped you towards gaining a degree. Right, and I... I, I don't even think that's the whole objective. I mean, quite frankly, I think the objective in some of these larger programs with all this national notoriety is, is just that. To have a national program, highly touted, and looking for the best athletes. Quite frankly, I don't think they're interested at all in any way, shape, or form of educating the young men they're bringing in for these programs. I, I would agree with you. And, um, you know, and that's why we, 
when I talk to parents, I, I talk to parents and I let them know that they have a big responsibility in getting their kids into college and keeping them in college. You know, it's not it's not a, a it's a culture's responsibility to keep a kid what eligible. It is not his responsibility to get him a degree. It's his job to keep him on the field. That's what Lou Saban and all these guys make millions to do. Um, um, they they make millions to keep the kids eligible, not necessarily about degrees. And we see this now when we see these kids taking classes that are basically just basket weaving. Um, you know, and, and, and I hate to say this, but North Carolina got caught up on one of the classes where the African-American studies class were which actually was an independent studies class. Come on, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It's up to the student-athlete and their parent to, to guide them properly and recognize, except when they're accepting scholarships, that, um, you know, the potential for the next level is limited and that it's probably in their best interest to take advantage as best they can, the education being provided for their services. Oh, without a, without a question, you know, and um, it's it's a lot of opportunities for children, uh, especially in football. And you're a football coach. I was a football coach. You know, I, I I tell kids and parents that you know, University of Duke, they may get three basketball, give out three basketball scholarships this year, but they're probably going to give out thirty. They gave out thirty football scholarships, anywhere from 20 to 30 football scholarships. There's a good opportunity for a lot of these kids to go to school and get an education. It may not be at Duke. It may not be at FSU. It may not be at Florida or Miami. But it's a lot of schools that are paying kids to go and play in between Duke, Miami, Florida, Florida State. So, uh, Man, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I really, I, I applaud you for being a high school coach in Florida. We need more like you. If I were old, Mike, I'd probably come back out there. <laughs> you're not too old. If I, can, <laughs> if I had it my way, you'd be out there with us in spring. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Mike, I'm out there with your spirit all the time, man. I, I really am. And how, how's the um, how's the Palm Coast High School football team looking this year? Well, we're looking good. We, we lose our quarterback and probably one of the better old linemen <clears throat> that we've had in some time. But we return, in my opinion, one of the most dynamic athletic running backs in the state of Florida. And we also bring back a young defense loaded with uh, last year's freshmen and sophomores that, that took their lumps and, and they look ready to go. So it's going to be some adjustments, obviously losing the quarterback that started for three years. But uh, we look to bounce back and to utilize the great talent that we still have. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, I'm looking forward to it. And, and when is uh, when is the spring game? Our spring game, if you don't quote me on this, I know we get started uh, late April. I want to call it, I can't call it, I'm going to call it about the 18th, 19th of May where we host Seabreeze here in uh, Flagler County. Oh, nice. Well, I plan on being there. And, um... Let me ask you a question, Mike. How many how many kids do we have involved in the, in the track program that are involved in football this year? Well, in the track program, we have several several of our kids that uh, football athletes that are part of the track program. Probably better than ten or twelve that uh, that are on that track team. I know they basically uh, come together and make the four by one and uh, at least three of the four and the four by four 
and uh, they, they they do their best to, to, to push that that track program forward as well. That, man, that's great, man. Because I tell I tell you, um, that is a big component to a good football team. And I'm not just talking about the sprinters. I'm talking about the um, the the lifters. I mean, if you got if you got some good shot putters and some good discus discus throwers, trust me. And you got a good high jumper, and they're on your football team. I can guarantee you they're probably four starters on your football team. All of those guys, and not, not just the sprinters. The high jumpers, the discus throwers, the shot putters, they're a big component of football and uh and it makes a big difference. So yeah. I, I'm telling you that's gonna make that's gonna help your team in a big way. For yeah, sure. We encourage we encourage our kids to participate in just those events for that reason. And uh and not to mention, just being honest, it keeps them in a competitive mode for a longer yeah. period of time. And as long as you're keeping the kid and an athletic, competitive mode being nurtured by coaches, he's less likely to run astray and, and create problems for himself or, or to limit his opportunity. Yeah, and I, and I totally agree with you, uh, Mike, about that competitive edge that you get from track and field. Uh, I mean, if you line up against someone and you beat them in running or you, or, or you are as fast as they are, are you faster than that guy beside you? Are you throw the discus a little bit further or the shot put a little further? When you see them in football, you you already know you got an edge. You, hey, man, I whooped you six weeks ago in track and field, and there's no way you're going to be able to stand beside me right now. So it makes a difference, Mike, and, uh, and, it, and it builds a confidence in these guys. So keep doing what you're doing, like I said, man. Don't lighten up. Tighten up, Mike. Yes, sir. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, Mike, don't loosen up. Give it a little more juice. Juicing up, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Indeed. Yep. Thank you so much. Yep. Hey, Mike, keep up the good work, man. We appreciate all you do for the community and for the kids. And, hey, don't be a stranger. Give us a call anytime here on the Sports Info You and Radio Show. We're here every Monday night from 8 to 9 o'clock. Yes, sir. I'll make a habit of it. I appreciate it. Hey, and get them kids to bed, man. It's almost 9 o'clock. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you again. I'll holler at you, Mike. Thanks. All hey, right, guys, that was Michael Jackson calling in the Sports Info and Radio Show. Mike is a good friend and a football coach. And, you know, you got you to gotta tip your hat to all the football coaches because these guys are just, ah, man, the time that they put in, the work that they put in. I mean, can you imagine you go on a two-hour trip to get to a school, you leave your school maybe at 4 o'clock. You get there at 6. The game is at 7. The game is over at 10. You get on the bus at at, at, at 11. After you've already given them a sandwich and done this and that, you get back home to the stadium. It's like 12. You leave, you leave your home stadium at 1. What a day. And trust me, it's a lot of high school coaches want you to be back on Saturday at 9, 10, or 11 o'clock on a Saturday. Come on, man. And, I, and you know, when they start asking you to be there Saturday and Sunday, hey, come on. Hey, 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 this ain't the NFC now. This is just high school football. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we got James from Jacksonville telling us what's going on with them Jaguars. Your 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. We got James on the line calling in from Jacksonville. James, what's going on? What's up, what's up? One time hey. from Jaguars. Some Jaguars, man. Um, playoffs, know, uh, baby. Playoffs. Woo! Wishful, wishful thinking. We love it, though, man. We got You got to think positive. You understand what I'm saying? Mind over matter. Mind over matter. We will hey, go to the playoffs. Last we year, will we got go to wins. the playoffs. All we need is 10 win, a 10-win season to put us in there, man. Man, we've seen people go to the playoffs with less than 10 wins. So, y'all just... But we will we'll we'll target ten wins. Ten wins get us in. Ten, ten wins. wins get us in. Ten wins get the Jags in, baby. That's Come on, it. man. I, I like that. I like that. You know, That's and with it, the global man. warming thing, I think those pools in Jacksonville are kind of like, you know, hey, you know, it's all right. You know what I mean? They got the pools in the in the stadium. You no, know, we got all kind of stuff going on with the stadium. You know, they got the the, the Madden, all Madden, um. In, uh, competition spot above. Oh the, uh, wow! Above the pool area. Oh, so you, you can go, go there and the play bad during the yeah, game. You can go and compete during the game. Wow! Yeah, it's mad competition going on at the stadium, dude. I'm telling you, these catchers putting it down down here in the field, man. 
I, I feel you, man. I, I like yeah. that. Kind of got that, sort of got that, uh, that that Miami flavor a little bit, you know, because when the ball is open, their new stadium, they got a pool. They got a pool. The Clevelander Hotel has a pool in the in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, I kind of I, I, I kind of like that with the Jags. You know, but, you know, I'm, I'm still a little disappointed with the Jaguar fans. And I, and I know I shouldn't be disappointed with the Jaguar fans as much as I'm a little bit disappointed with the Jaguars team. Because right. we still have a problem when some of these away teams come to Jacksonville, they just dominate our stadium. The last game of the season, Atlanta Falcons came here. And the Atlanta Falcons had more fans at in Jacksonville, maybe not more, but as many fans as the Jaguars did. So that's disappointing. But it's more or less because we don't have a, a serious winner on the field. You know, we really got to sit. We put a serious winner on the field. And I don't even mean serious winner, really. Hey, I, I, a 10-win team will put us on the field. Exactly. We'll, we'll fill the stadium. That's what I'm telling you. We'll fill the stadium. Ten wins will fill that stadium. For five yep. years. And you look at the San Diego Chargers. They're not a, a great team, but they're competitive every game, and their fans come to see them every game. It's a lot of games that Jaguar fans look at the game and say, man, man, Toby Gerhardt in the backfield? How can we be competitive? How could we be competitive with Toby Gerhardt in the backfield? Dude, when, I seen, when I seen the pick of Toby Gerhardt, when they had so many other super talented players that were still in the draft, I was like, Toby Gerhardt, are y'all serious? Y'all drafting the fullback? Yeah. And so, hey, I never you seen know, him, man, that was crazy. When we look at things like that, that's that's one of the reasons Jack, the Jaguars are still, you know, they 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 still they're still struggling to get people to to, to fill the seats. It's you know? the systemic incompetence which makes it like that. Once you once you correct the systemic incompetence, everything else falls in the line. The NFL made that way. You see it in every other market. Once you get rid of systemic incompetence, it happened here in Jacksonville. When you had a competent coach with Tom Coughlin, you had a competent and, and into it owner, Wayne Weaver, and he was into it, you saw a whole different attitude. You saw a different, you didn't have an incompetent system. Like they have had, like they've been having. Now that they're getting past that incompetence, and that's where that older coach come in, so he can see that coming. Because these new guys can't see that coming. You know what I'm saying? Them older guys, they that's what they prey on. They prey on these young guys, make these new decisions and new fuck ups that they've never made before, in positions they've never been in before. But you go somewhere like you said, San Diego. What's that? That's the that's the ten generation team. That team passed through that family ten generations. Well, we say that, but man, how many how many kids how many kids um they've been around a long time. You know, we got some yeah. we got some people, hey, the Jaguars been around a long time, man. You're coming up they on have, thirty though. years. You know, it's, oh, it's, it's, I'm it's, trying to say this is no spring team now. You know, this is no no new when, franchise. Hey, when you know, Jacksonville gets to the hey. point where it can sustain a nightlife, so now it's the city's fault. It will sustain a nightlife. It will sustain an NFL team. It will sustain an NBA team. 
is big enough for all of that. But of course it is. Somewhere for all these people to stay. You got to have some built up waterfront. You can't have your waterfront looking like a graveyard, like a hazard. People come to our town right across the street from the stadium. It's a hazard over there. And right behind that is a coffee, it's a coffee plant. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. They add tobacco plant. He's killing people right there. that is so funny and you're right and you could you imagine that this city is on the atlantic ocean jacksonville beach i'm trying to say this is a beach (laughs) and guess what you don't have nothing not only not only is jacksonville beach there you got the intercoastal that runs right down beside the atlantic ocean and we then got you the got the St. John's River, man. That's just so... you got so the largest fishing beautiful. tournament in the state of Florida, hell, right here in Jacksonville. Yeah. The largest fishing tournament is hell, right here. The championship of the fishing tournament is hell, right here in Jacksonville. See, that's one of your problems, though. That's no, one of your problems. That's, that's one of your problems like that, Jane. See, that's one of the big events that come to Jacksonville. A fishing mm-hmm. tournament. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about a fishing tournament or... The Atlanta Hawks playing the Charlotte Hornets. That's what separates Charlotte and Jacksonville. You know what I mean? The Carolina Panthers, the Charlotte Hornets. You know, Atlanta Falcons. But, but then you turn around and go back to the Charlotte Hornets, and they is outdone by NASCAR all uh, day, every day. Well, come on now. NASCAR, they, they, <laughs> they, come on. You know, we they just built a new state. They turn around the circle. That's the only thing we have in Daytona is NASCAR. <laughs> hey, and, and I'm not mad at it because, you know, we only have two races a year there. And uh, the Daytona 500 and the Pepsi and the Pepsi 400, the 400 and the 500. And uh, one is the first race of the year and uh, one is almost the last race of the year. But these these events, uh, they 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 bring in Thousands of dollars and no, thousands, no, they bring in thousands millions. of people, millions, millions of dollars. Of, excuse me, millions, millions of dollars, dollars and thousands and thousands of people. And that stadium thousands is at like a hundred thousand people now. And they said it was like close to being full this last race. So you know those events bring in big money for our community. But when you look at it, um, Jacksonville, the TPC, the golf tournament. Is is just as big as any game the Jaguars are probably going to play this year. Yes. Yeah, that's that's like, it's amazing. It's amazing how they get how they make their money out there, and they're secluded from everywhere. Yeah, that's what lets you know that really people will spend money to stay in areas in Jacksonville near the water. They really yeah. will. They'll come here and they'll spend money. But it was a horrible thing the last time we had a Super Bowl here to hear that. We only had like two four-star hotels in all of Duval County. Yep. That, that's like, about I don't know why. I don't know why they run everybody else out of town. All right. Well, well that's, I think those are things that really has to be worked on in, for the city of Jacksonville. Because I agree. If we're not, if, 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 if not going to be a, a, a real city... How can we really expect us expect us to be a real NFL team? You know. Well, I think really what's basically our city needs an identity, right? And fishing, and fishing, not it. And fishing is not it, and uh, and you know as, as much as we want the Jaguars to be it, they just haven't been able to be it. Now, man, 
Do you remember the buzz? Do you remember the buzz in the city of Jacksonville when Tom Coughlin was the quarterback? Who mm-hmm. was the coach of that team? And um, and I'm trying to think of the quarterback. Uh, man, it just his, his name slips me right now. But even when David Garrard was a quarterback back in the day um, with with those Jacksonville Jaguars, man, um, I think that team was just was was a, a solid team. It was a hard, still working kind of team. Uh, it almost reminded team. you of the city of Jacksonville, but those days are gone, and uh, and the city of Jacksonville seems to be. Um, not, not behind this team. It's just, and, and maybe maybe they should look further out. Maybe they should expand their their um their commercials and their advertisement to parts of Daytona, um probably and and Orlando as far as I'm concerned. Maybe not Orlando I, because I do. Orlando don't have a a, a football team. No, I, I agree. They, I agree totally. Orlando's stretching for that um for that um for that. Tampa Bay dollar that they they really try to support that Tampa team. They try to team. get that. They try right. to get every every dollar of that. Right. So, but I really think that um that you know from Tallahassee to Gainesville to Jacksonville to. But well, you know what, Daryl? I had fun with you tonight, my man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to play the ride. All right, hey, it's always a pleasure, James, and don't be a stranger. Give us a call here on the Sports Info UM Radio Show. Hey, no problem, my man. Thanks a lot. Peace. Yep. Hey guys, but you know one of I've, I've said this on our show. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars' biggest problem is um, the city of Jacksonville. Before there was ever the Jaguars, they were big, humongous supporters of the Florida State Seminoles and the Florida Gators. So guess what? It's still a big Florida Gators and Florida State Seminoles. They, that town supports both those teams, and it's very difficult for someone to go to Gainesville on a Friday, stay there on Friday night, watch the game on Saturday, come back to Jacksonville on Sunday, and do the same thing and go to work on Monday. It's just, it's just really, it's really hard to do, and it's even harder to go to Tallahassee on a Friday or a Thursday and come back on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning and think you're going to go to a Jaguar game. It's just not going to happen. And even for the average fan, it's very difficult for, um, for, that, for, the, for that to happen. You know, I've, I've, I used to pride myself back in the days. I'd say um, I went to a college game on Friday night. I went, to a, I went to a high school game on Friday night, a college game on Saturday, and an NFL game on Sunday. But man, I'm gonna tell you, on Monday I was really I was beat. I mean, it was it was pretty tough to to do that. But uh, and I I've had some weekends when I did that. Sometimes I was fortunate enough to go to a high school game, and then I'd go and see my son play in Jacksonville for the Jack for the um for his Ju um, team Jacksonville Dolphins, and then I would go and see the Jaguars on Sunday. So it, it, I'd say I went to three games in three days, but it was more like I I went to three games, but I didn't go from Miami to Atlanta and back to Jacksonville. So, guys, before we get out of here, um, it's a young man in New Orleans. His name is Jacobia Grimes, 34 years old. And Jacobia Grimes is possibly going to go to jail for 20 years 
for stealing $31 worth of candy. He's 34 years old, and because he has five crimes of this similar nature, stealing out of Walgreens, Rite Aid, different stores, same thing, all petty theft. This young man, has, he's 34 years old. He is a young man. He has a heroin problem, and he could be facing 20 years for stealing candy. Let's pray for this man, and let's pray that he get himself together. Jacobia Grimes, 34 years old. Get yourself together, man. We're praying for you. Man, I hope I hate to say that jail would do you good, but 20 years in jail is not good for anybody. So get yourself together, and let's hope that some judge somewhere sees that a few years in jail is way too much for stealing $34 worth of crime. And this man needs help with his drug addiction way more than he needs to be incarcerated. Guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info UM Radio. We'll be back next week with a whole lot more sports and a whole lot more stuff. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.